Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Tim Hyde, live on YouTube with this week's Notre Dame football show. And for folks listening via podcast, what's up to you as well? Hope that your week is going well um, for folks listening or watching back on YouTube. Hope you are enjoying your time as well. Tim, you doing okay, my friend? I see you're not in the boat this week. You just got a nice haircut. Yeah, nice haircut. Looking good. No, I just left. A wonderful campfire, family, friends, everyone's doing the s'mores, enjoying a you know a nice cold drink tonight. And I was like, gotta do a podcast. There's just so much going on, fun news, a little exciting re- uh, recruiting news, meltdowns every six minutes. So it's like I can't miss this Wednesday. Come on. So I gave up a little s'mores and a drink to come hang out with everyone. So here we are. Yeah, I mean, you get paid to talk Notre Dame football. There's for you know, there's definitely worse yeah. things to. Real quick, just a little uh, Mike Singer promotion. Is this not? I'm gonna have to go back. Like right behind me is every blue and gold yearbook. Yeah. And is this the best looking guy ever on a yearbook? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to debate that. So here's the just came in the mail about 48 hours ago. So looking good. Well. You know, when I get on that football preview one of these days, then uh, it'll be me. <laughs> hey, well, for now Hartman can have it. Blue and gold illustrated picking Notre Dame to go. I always look at first thing I do, Mike. The prediction. I always go right to every game, find that line for the predictions, and blue and gold picks 11 and 1. Well, there's four. Was I even on that? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah you're in there. Okay, I, mean, I can't remember if they asked me to do the season prediction. We're coming out with our top 25. Yeah, you, Steve Downey. I mean, it's like five or six of you guys all have um, predictions, obviously. Just saying 10 and 2, 11 and 1, yeah. your little. This is where you can, folks can buy it. So it's it's blue gold. So blueandgold.com is our, our website, right? But for the magazine website, it's bluegoldonline.com. Go to. 2023 football preview and uh you can get free shipping right now so uh i mean you can get it digital only uh for a little bit cheaper and instant access or you can get you know the copy in your hand i got mine in the mail um i checked i, I want to say got in monday yeah. um so uh yeah pretty stoked about that uh, i did that big article uh where i got to interview jerome bettis senior and junior um brian urlacher uh, Jim and James Flanagan. Um, so there's some pretty cool interviews um, just from there, as well as, you know, Tyler Horka and uh, Kyle Kelly, I believe Jack Sobel even got in there a little bit. Uh, and then Patrick Angle, who no longer works for Blue and Gold. Um, but one of his last things he got to do for us was uh, crank out a ton of content for that uh, 
for that football preview. So yeah, it's uh, it's got some good stuff in there, Tim. You got to read much yet? I'm just flipping through it and whatnot. No, I'm gonna. It's gonna be my little weekend morning, the cup of coffee, start diving into it. But uh, yeah, for all the Notre Dame fans, I mean, I I have every blue and gold yearbook since the mid '80s. I mean, literally, and they are the best things to do. Go back, especially especially for recruiting. All the Mike Singer predictions you read 10 years later to see who's who and those are the best to see who makes it to the nfl and and whatnot so uh they're a must call blue and gold get it if your favorite year is 2012 you know they'll have a copy for you so it's uh for all those diehard notre dame guys it's definitely a must uh, a must have because there's blue and gold's the only one that does a, a notre dame only yearbook so it's a it's a must have for the season yeah. i believe yeah, I had a I had a viewer and and Gene's probably watching or listening to this. He emailed me the other day, um, and said, "Hey, uh, I, I want the the yearly magazine because I know you guys do the recruiting one and the football preview, but what about the monthly during the off season and weekly during football season?" I'm like, yep, we still do it twenty issues a year, yeah. and it's I can't remember the price. But I think it's less than hundred bucks. So yes, if you are watching or listening to this show, you're a diehard. Like, it, what what's today as we record this? Is it the fifth? the fifth it's july 5th and you're tuning into another name football show yeah you're you're a junkie so you'll definitely uh want to go um to bluegoldonline.com and pick that up and of course blueandgold.com um tim i promised at the end of last week's show that you're going to make your your uh your second tiktok video i posted it today i thought it turned out great i tweeted it as well like on twitter facebook instagram tiktok it's all it's everywhere. It's all everywhere. We love it. Love it. All right. Got a few comments. Jeremy says, I want to get paid to talk Notre Dame football. I mean, dude, it's it's uh, it, it's awesome. It, it truly is awesome. And for folks wondering how do I get to do that, go do something. Like if you're wondering how how can I get if get into Notre Dame media, just go do something. Go go get noticed by someone, go work for free. And, and and write or, or do a podcast something and get picked up and noticed. That's the number one way you do it. So for any any young folks or anyone who's really aspiring to be a Notre Dame journalist, there you go. Um, what's worse for your health, s'mores and beer or talking Notre Dame football? Jay Carr, that is a great that's a great question. I'll let the chat ponder that. And oh, Richard and Mike, have you been stopped yet as a Hartman lookalike? I mean, I think it's daily at this point. Uh, but we have a super chat from Andrew Gilmore with 10. He says, and this whole show is recruiting, really. But if there's good comments and, and questions and super chats, we will we'll get to those um, regarding really any topics. Andrew says the offensive side of the ball is doing just fine on the recruiting trail. It's kind of strange considering Notre Dame as a first year offensive coordinator with a little experience. Are offensive coaches doing anything noteworthy that the defense can do? It's a good it's a good question. Um, I mean, well, the offense. A lot of these guys were. I mean, you, you know me, Mike, I'm a pot of gold guy. So this stuff is months and months and months ago, these offers went out. And obviously not every offer who's committed is a pot of gold guy, but that starts the process as I like to use for recruiting. So obviously out of that, you got Carr. I mean, Carr was offered before, but he's basically one of those. You have him, then they got obviously with CJ Carr. What, that led to Williams, Larson, correct, out of the the little junior camp that they did and um who else who else is a pot of gold guy i mean was williams i don't know if williams was but he was probably right after 
Young, I, it seems like Hedron Young, they've been on for a long time. January. What? Is it? Is it that new? Yeah. So January, February. It's. I, it's. I can remember really football. It feels like two years already. Holy moly! It's only January. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Here, here's my take on this. It's the position coach that really matters most of the time. Like, Nes Williams talked to Tommy Reese, obviously, but like Dylan's his guy. Marcus Freeman's his guy. Chad Boat, like, not that I'm not trying to dog on recent saying that. This is a different discussion, but if but if Dylan McCullough leaves, now you're talking about ooh the running back position. Do yeah, those guys a different animal or receivers? Right? Cam Williams, like Tommy Reese had a pretty big part in Cam Williams recruitment, but Tommy Reese, Tommy Reese leaves. I mean, you still got Chance Stucky, Marcus Freeman, right? So. I don't. I don't think that's a big part of it. And, and then, yeah, Parker's experience. I mean, they can go through his experience. I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, so the, these kids are, you know, going to Notre Dame than more than just the offensive coordinator experience. And then, in terms of your second question, I just think Stucky and and, and McCullough are such rock stars. Uh, you know, the O line recruits itself a little bit. So, so does tight end, uh, even though Parker did a really good job with Larson. Uh, and Larson is kind of one of those forgotten guys on the class. His rankings plummeted. Um, uh, Big-time schools still want Jack Larson. He's not really entertaining him to my knowledge. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Larson's still a big-time player. Uh, and then, of course, you have C.J. Carr. You know, when his position coach did leave, there was those few weeks, Tim, where it was like, ooh, is he sticking? Yeah. And they're, you know. The reporting was always from me, and I'm sure other sources as well. Like, he's gonna stick most likely, but like Notre Dame still needs to make sure everything's good, and, and it was at the end of the day. So, yeah, and all you know, and you got O line. Obviously, Peter Jones was so early. He stand yeah. went after him so early. You had Prescott. Yeah, Prescott was a he stand offer. Went and evaluated, wanted him. You know, Knapp was a Rudolph guy. Got him instantly as soon as he got hired now just waiting on lambert who's a pot of gold guy from from that class to round out that and deep that defense has just been it's been all over the map yeah it has it's been all over the map it's been interesting because the defense i mean the defense was not horrible they're not out there getting road graded they're not out there getting dominated last year and whatnot they played solid football yards per game which people hate but that stat, it's as old and you know as it is, it was still the best defense at Notre Dame since the iconic 2012 unit. For, you know, when you're going just giving up yards per game, they did not give up thousands and got destroyed. Obviously, Cam Williams made made him look like uh, bad, but he did that to everyone. You know, and uh, outside of the pulled hamstring game against Utah in the championship, so he was a stud. It was it's, it's an interesting year on defense and defense. I mean, they go down, they went down south a ton. They offered a ton of guys, and those are just some hard areas to gain traction. So um, there are some probably under-ranked guys, I would say, in this class. When you look at the two corners, Carson Hobbs in the 500s, which yeah, I just, I just rechecked the rankings about an hour ago when I was jotting a few notes, and I thought that was just amazing, just where he plays and whatnot. Uh, the Moore kid is outstanding, the, the corner out of Texas. I like him. So – it's an interesting class. I know we're, you know, we're going to get on one of the gentlemen here in a few minutes, but they still got four defensive linemen. They got two linebackers. 
You know, they got a top 200 safety and Tay Johnson recently coming. Two corners that have been committed, Mike, since, what, the first of the year, if not before, right? They, they've had those two corners forever from Mike, uh, from Mike Micken. So you get Thomas out of Texas, who's a heck of a football player out of Houston, highly ranked kid. So it's just interesting just because there's some big, big names that they've lost out on. So the assumption is the class is horrible when, you know, really not yeah a solid group of players yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit um yeah when you think about the defense the really the only marquee guy is tay johnson yeah. and he's primarily a receiver so i got the high school level. so folks are like worried about defense i get it but remember you know when notre dame goes and plays you know whoever it is in a couple of years it's not the 2024 defense that's out there it's multiple classes it's so you hit on a few of these guys, you know, it, it's fine. Well, you know, Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas, I would also say is very marky. He's actually the third rank highest ranked guy in the class for Notre Dame. So that is a mistake on my part. And, um, and that's a great point real quick, Mike, on the, you know, the class, how it's multiple classes and it's, it's not spin. It is reality. I'm a, you, you look at classes as two years. So 24 and 23 combined, you combine 22 and 23, you start combining these in two year cycles as it goes because some guys are going to transfer some are going to make it and whatnot so they loaded up got a heck of a group last year they're still getting some good football players this year they just lost out on some elite players yeah yeah one of the one of these days tim we need to do like a you remember when we went through the comments i like i I queued up all those youtube comments and we need to do one of those again just like dispelling myths all the time i'll see oh notre dame is only in five stars was it last week's show we literally went through and i was like there's four Five stars they've land, at least ranked by one of the websites as a five-star yes. in the past four years. Yes. I don't think 24-7 and ESPN, like on three actually ranks guys five stars for Notre Dame. The other sites haven't, yes. except going back to the 2021 class, ESPN and 24-7 haven't. Rivals had Blake Fisher as a five-star, and then Notre Dame had Sneed, Jagasaw. Wagner. And Wagner, okay. yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Williams ends up one for on three. So, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. All right, Tim. Yeah, thir- fourteen minutes in. You want to actually get to some All topics right. on the show for the show? Yeah, let's go for it, folks. Please do hit that thumbs up. Uh, Trash. I see your super chat. We'll get to that in a moment. Please hit that thumbs up, folks. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, of course, for more content. Isaiah Canyon's decommitment. Tim, I know we. This is what this occurs Saturday, so it's Saturday a few days ago, and then he. he completes the flip to georgia tech on the third i was it's funny on on thursday after i saw isaiah canyon on my way home i called up a buddy who covers georgia tech we were just chatting it up neither of us had any idea what was around the corner um with isaiah canyon flipping and i really do think when i saw him that thursday morning it was already done like I like his his decommitment was was pretty much already done. Notre Dame didn't know about it. I didn't know about it, but I'm I'm pretty sure, sure that Canyon knew about it. So, you know, Georgia Tech. Real, real Georgia quick, Tech. I saw some tweets of guys posting on the message board, like some Georgia Tech sites of like, uh, we we they, they had no idea. They're like, who's coming? Some Notre Dame guy? I mean, yeah, they there's dudes down in Atlanta had no clue either. Well, what are your initial thoughts on on this one, Tim? Oh, I was just like, what? Um, 
yeah, I mean, you got to take a 30 second pause, right? To, before you gather your thoughts, like, did he just have an official visit? Uh, now it's family with his mom. Dad, I mean, whoever uncle. is, yeah, someone doesn't like to fly. Who's a big part of his life. It's mom. Mom's okay. Mom. They train Thursday. But anyway, it's, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was my first thing. Like, all right, there's plane trains and automobiles. Uh, I've driven cross country 20 times in my life. It's, it's, it's doable. Great. But, flip, uh, by the way, what's that? Great flick, planes, trains, and automobiles. So you hear that, but I'm like, did they just take an official visit? Did mom go? I mean, I have no, you know, I don't, mom didn't go? No. Oh, then there you go. So was that a red flag? Like every parent, because they show the bus, right? Uh, Whoever on Twitter and pictures, Kyle Kyle Kelly's been at the thing, snapping pictures or videos. Yeah. You see all the parents, brothers, sisters, everyone getting off the bus. So I, you know, I had no idea who was with Isaiah, whether it was his, you know, aunt or someone else. So who knows? But uh, I guess his mom didn't go, and that ended up being a huge reason. Well, yeah, it's the distance, distance. I mean, I, I know I was blown away. Number one, it's like first off, this is Stucky's like hometown. So is there's no wind of this? Like no one saw anyone at the local bakery. Getting a bagel. Tire shop. It's always the tire shop, Tim. <laughs> the tire shop. No, there's no scuttlebutt. You know, Stecky's going down to get his, you know, his mom some medicine in two years. He's he's going to run into the canyons and what's going to happen. It's start thinking of all these things. And it's just like, how did they not know? When I say they, I'm talking about Notre Dame. Maybe they did. Maybe they thought nothing of it. Maybe it was just never talked about, which as I texted you, like, they need to get that on the questionnaire from now on. Do family members like to fly and uh, start getting this thing going? <laughs> I was it was, and then how soon he com- he committed to Georgia Tech? It was um, it, it, it's it's fascinating. It's you know I mean I it's the deep South, right? It's it's never easy for Notre Dame. And as soon as you get someone you like under the radar, before everyone jumps on him, and then he flips because family member doesn't want to fly. That was like wow. Well, yeah. It was in, it was an interesting Saturday morning with all Yeah, I, I read an article from the George Tech Rival site where he said, "Listen, like I had the blessing to commit to Notre Dame, but you know, I, my family's just a lot more happier at George Tech." So, I mean, I get it. My, my second re- I like I have two two, two reaction here, Tim. One, this is a loss, right? Someone tweeted me, "Ah, oh, Notre Dame pulled a scholarship." I'm like, no, no. No, like Notre Dame is not happy about this. I don't think they're losing sleep. They're going to go find another fine receiver. Like, uh, it, it's going to be okay. I, I think Kenny is, is a big time talent, but there are so many good receivers out there. Receiver is the easiest position to go find talent at. I mean, right? me, you always talk about the top. If you're the number thirty nine guard in the country, <laughs> you're, that's that's good. Yeah. The number thirty nine wide receiver in the country is a dude. Is a dude. Right. If you're talking like national rankings, I don't love national rankings because you're comparing a safety to a running back. Like what's like, how is one, the number 290 and one's 289. But the equivalent, you know, of the number 39 receiver in the country is much higher on a national ranking than like the number one guard. Most of the time, at least, or maybe maybe that's not, maybe I should say center, right. A a center. Center. Yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about this on many shows about just the history of Notre Dame recruiting with wide receivers, how many guys they've ranked in the twenties, the thirties that, you know, at their position that have gone to Notre Dame and been a star. It's because there's a thousand 
thousand plus wide receivers alone because everyone in America, three quarters of America is going spread four wides all over the place. So you can find wide receivers. There's, I mean, they, I mean, there's dudes at Purdue, Illinois, what Vanderbilt, South Carolina, there's guys all over that are three stars locally that are under-recruited, just like Isaiah Canyon was yeah. for crying out loud. So Yeah, and Tim you had texted me, hey, go do another Caleb Smith. And that's what I wrote in an article Seriously. today at blueandgold.com, uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll kind of dive into a little bit um, soon. But yeah, go find another Caleb Smith. There's a okay. kid from Chicagoland. I believe his name's Luke Williams, committed to, is it Purdue? Is that the Purdue guy you just wrote about? I yeah, think? I was like, go, go after him, like – he plays safety, wide receiver. He plays the boundary. You have to take Johnson insurance. So that was my first take. Like, it's things, but it's not a major loss. The yeah. second one is how weird is recruiting these days? I mean, it's been weird, right? I think this is my – 2014 was my first cycle, right? Um, You have Notre Dame targets going to Duke, Texas Tech, Georgia Tech. Elijah Rushing looks like he's about to commit to Arizona. Arizona? Recruiting is weird, Okay. It's just it's just getting weird. That's like it's not even all oh, recruiting crazy. It's madness. Yeah, it's now it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it's um, no, it is, it is. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame is someone even posted that like yeah we're losing a guy to Duke, Texas Tech. It's it's interesting. I mean the Duke thing with Menke to me always made sense because Elko's been at A and M for so long. Him pulling a guy out of Texas, he probably had a connection there. Miles is going to a Texas Tech. I love that athlete, hell of an athlete. But uh, no, it is. It's wild. And now you're saying rushing is an error. When's he commit? Isn't it this tomorrow. week? Tomorrow. Oh, geez, tomorrow. Okay. Well, then there you go. Yeah. So if he doesn't go to Oregon, that's going to be hilarious. He stays in basically to go play Tucson University of Arizona. It's a five minute drive from South Point. It's yeah. The road. Yeah. Recruiting's just weird, guys. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, wait, yeah, I can't wait for that comment. So, t- yeah, Univers- University of Arizona gets more five stars than Notre Dame now. Great. All right, so, Tim, before we talk about Justin Scott, which I'm sure, sure. people wanted to discuss, let's go through a few comments. What do we got? Um, a couple super chats. Trash always comes in with the uh, with with some good ones. Does Do do recruits committing early cause their ratings to drop, okay. or is it just bias? Hold on. How did the, the Benny Powell guy was 1250? I think when he committed, he's in the 800s now. I'm just throwing out a name. So not that he's an elite of the elites and all that, but there's a dude that was in the 1200s. What is he, Mike? Is he in the 800s now? Didn't he move up? Like, yeah. He moved up. I, I just saw recently. He's 899. So, yes, he's technically in the 800s. There you go. But there's a guy who moved up 300. Some. So is that a bump? Does that count? Yeah, Sean Sevillano was in the 800s, and now he's at 560 after he committed. Yes. So, guys, I'm telling you. Prescott, by the way. Prescott was in the 600s. I, I, I don't have it on me. Rivals or on three always ranked him high. But true, but I'm saying he was in the 600s of all of, of the industry. Oh, right? he was. He now was he's in the 300s. I think ESPN bumped. Yeah, ESPN put him as a four. At one point, he was like six. No, he was. He was in the five, 600s. Yeah. He was the omen for all my omen fans out there. Great. Uh, he was 666, I think, at one point. Guys, so. I, I'm just, you, you're just going to have to trust me. You're not dropping like flies. Some yes, guys do because you're, that's you're recruiting. just going to trust me. The bias I personally have seen the most is when a player who's ranked kind of low commits to Notre Dame 
I think these analysts go, oh, hmm. I, I didn't think he was that good, but Notre Dame's taking. I, I should he I, he should get a closer look. I really don't think committing early cause rankings would drop. Now, it's not just that, but if that kid commits, let's take Brennan Vernon for example, because I think this is a good one. Brennan Vernon, I think if he went out to more things publicly and played in a defense at Mentor that catered to his strengths more, I think he may have ended up higher ranked. But the thing is, we saw him once, and it was um, going into his junior year, I think, or maybe he was going into his senior year. Brennan Vernon, we saw him in, would have been spring of 2021. and then we saw him again. I didn't see him really again until the All-Star game. I went to a game that year, and then it was the January All-Star game after he had I, signed. I had like, he didn't go to anything. No. He's not doing any interviews. So, like, sometimes if you're out of the public eye yeah, and then yeah. you don't have a ton of huddle available, like maybe you're not even putting stuff on huddles, you don't have stats available. I agree. Yeah, like I, the, the lack of data can hurt you when you compare that to players who do have a lot of data out there. I think that can hurt you or maybe it's not that it can hurt you, but it helps others more who are doing it, which causes you then to slide because if others moving up and you're not, you're sliding. There's um, I mean, Cam Williams, I think when Cam Williams, when he committed, he may have only been, you know, he may have been top 100. I don't, or maybe in the hundreds, low hundreds. And now he's borderline five star Yeah, on, on so many things. So there's a guy that is, more than doubled his upward movement. So for every Cam Williams, I know people like to use other guys, but Cam Williams is a guy who once he committed, he went upward. So it happens both ways. Uh, This guy says, how is the national defense player of the year? National high school buckets, not a five-star who cares if these kids do exhibitions in schools comps. That's ridiculous. Okay. Two things. Notre Dame offers guys all the time based on camps, t-shirt and shorts camps. All of the time. So you can't say that the camps don't matter when think about the NFL combine, right? What they do in the NFL combine is a huge part of where they get drafted. So we can't say that things like I'll see this on Twitter all the time. How did someone get dropped a hundred spots when there hasn't been football? Because there's combines and stuff like these things are real. Like it's, this is very important in, in scouting, not only for, you know, for college, but in the NFL as well. And then the first thing, look, I'm not going to debate whether Drake Bone should be a five-star or not, but you can't take, like, the National Player of the Year and the high school butt-kiss thing. Those were subjective things from someone to give him that. You can't take that subjective thing and say that the the ranking, sh- that's also a subjective thing. Like, to to prove one subjective thing to go to the ranking, like, that doesn't make any sense. It, it, do- it doesn't. I mean, if you want to go stats um, or testing numbers, sure. But the high, the Butkus thing, Tom Lemming has a big part of that. Tom Lemming's the biggest Notre Dame fan there is. You know, like, you know, Notre Dame guys win the Butkus all the time. You know, like, so yeah, it, it's awards. just not. That's it's Yeah, you can't take awards in, me, in this. I mean, otherwise, Tim Tebow would have been the best NFL quarterback ever. I mean, look what he did in college. And, and real quick, off of camp, I mean, Skills Camp is one of my favorite Notre Dame football players of all time is uh, is Rocky Boyman. I mean, it's his, his recruitment is famous out of out of Ohio. Had no offers, goes to Notre Dame camp, blows up, 
They're like, who, in the, you know, who in the world, who in the heck is this guy? He was, you know, the, the, 1998 what Teddy Rezac basically back then where they're like, God, we got to offer this guy. So, and he ends up being, you know, playing the NFL six, seven years and being an absolute stud at Sam outside linebacker for Notre Dame for a few years. So it, I mean, getting offers at camps it, that happens all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Deuce Knight just got offered at the Alabama camp a couple of weeks ago. They had a camp. They had not offered him. Obviously he's got film. It's, he's got offers. Same thing. They wanted to see him work out live. They saw him live. Offered him. There you go. Yeah. Same thing with the Clemson quarterback this year who just committed, who had the Notre Dame offer. I'm talking 20, 2025. So guys get offered to camps all the time. Yeah. And he cheats. Cheat sheet says, Collie won the buckets in high school and could have get meaningful reps. I, I, so again, this, the rankings, the awards, they're like, they don't mean crap when you get to, to college. Like you got to play ball. So, yeah. but really good super chat trash and another one. This is our favorite thing to talk about to him as commentators. Something I don't like with NBC commentators is the mention of Notre Dame being tight end or uh, tight end university or O-line university because kids hear that and they watch. Does that hurt recruiting? It's not hurting recruiting uh, 2025 with who I think is one of the top two or three tight ends and Nate Roberts. You got one of my favorite tackles, that monster, but Owen uh, Strebrig out of um, – Wisconsin's a monster. I don't think it's hurting those guys. Uh, I, I know he's probably saying wide receivers and whatnot. So wide um, receivers is a different animal. Um, it's a it's a different animal. Those, you know, and it, it God, there's a stat I saw. I mean, with Notre Dame, out, you know, last year was an anomaly because they had to they had no wide receivers last year. That's why they ran the ball so much and they used two tight ends so much. Yet in the in the previous few years be, uh, before that, Notre Dame's been throwing the ball more than Georgia and Alabama, which it doesn't seem like it, but they have. Like uh, even even Sam uh, Sam Hartman, who's coming here, everyone acts like Sam Hartman threw the ball eighty percent of the time. No, they were 50-50 most of the times and throwing run pass. So Wake Forest was not this gunslinger five wide offense with Hartman, but um, it's a it's an interesting thing. I I will say I. I get what Trash is saying because kids see that. The perception is, well, Notre Dame only throws to the tight ends. Yes, because that's all they've had, basically. You know, the year before it was, uh, oh, my God, the Austin, Kevin Austin. I mean, he has 900 yards receiving. Chase Claypool after that, on and on and on, going all the way back to Golden Tate, Michael Floyd, Stovall. I mean, there's been so many great wide receivers at Notre Dame, just – it ha- it is interesting how um, it's it's been a tough spot to get some of the elite elite guys, and I see what he's saying with that. Yep. Trash really do appreciate the super chat and all of the good questions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Sam, I'm telling you, I, I was talking to uh, a colleague who covers o- Ohio State today, and he was like, man, I'm still shocked about Justin Scott committing to Ohio State, especially in the in the timing and manner that he did. When you saw this news, what was your first reaction, Tim? Justin Scott, five-star from Chicago, St. Ignatius, picking the, picking the Buckeyes. Um. Well, that's interesting. The RPM still has Miami at seventy-one percent. Right, that's that's. I know. I know. It I was. <laughs> what it was. I don't. My, uh, you know what? My, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't throw nothing against the wall. I didn't get you know fire sixteen guys and start it new. And I mean, he wasn't coming to Notre Dame from what it sounds like. I mean, the guy didn't visit, so he, he didn't. Take, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't take any official visits. And then when you listen to his quotes afterwards and. You read the articles, it was Notre Dame's not even mentioned. So Notre Dame was okay, it's there, it's in the Midwest. I it's almost like you know, Notre Dame fans, and obviously everyone wants him because of his ranking, where he's from, things of that nature. But if this guy's from Nashville, Tennessee, and he goes, Oh, he's a you know, blip on the radar. Okay, sounds good. What a shock. Fact is, uh, as we know, Mike, it's it's he's from Chicago. So it's blown out of proportion. Like that's Notre Dame's backyard. He's down the street. We got to get these guys all the time. Well, Michigan, and Ohio State have tons of guys from Illinois. So it's not like they're not allowed to go to those schools. They have plenty of dudes that are starting for them. You know that over the years that are from there. So him going there, I wasn't wasn't shocked. I, I wasn't whatsoever. It, you know, you wanted to stay close to home. Well, it's Columbus, Ohio. It's Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's South Bend, Indiana. Okay couple hour drive uh, farther away is what it is. So um, obviously the scuttlebutt had been Michigan recently and then went to Ohio state. Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to say? And speaking of the Michigan point quote from Justin Scott, I was ready to commit to Michigan. So old Mike Singer, when he did say he's here in Michigan buzz, I wasn't totally wrong. And then we visit Ohio state. um, And the thing that pushed them over the top was getting coached by a, by Larry Johnson. I don't know a ton about Larry Johnson. I just know that defense line recruits love him. Yeah. He's... Um, and as I said in the video earlier this week at Darren Bridger, like Larry Johnson just out recruited out Washington here. Yeah, he's I mean, he's a name. He I mean he's a name. He's at Penn State forever, had tons of dudes at Penn State. Great high, I believe he's a big time high school football coach. And then Penn State brought him on to coach D line, what, 12, 15 years. And he's been at Ohio State for a long time coaching those guys up. So he's a name, and he's got a lot of uh, resume behind him, so to speak. So when he talks, kids listen, and um, and you roll from there. And it's it's Ohio State, so it's it's a big, it's an elite of the elite programs. They're up there in the higher echelon. They got dudes going to the NFL all the time, and and it really sounds like you know, as you just said, got out recruited, so to speak, but. You know, it sounds like he thought more about the NFL than he did anything else. He sounds like when you read his quotes where 
the whole thing about Notre Dame and, you know, and going to college, the four for 40, whatever you want to say and all that doesn't sound like any of that really, you know, mattered to him, so to speak. So, which is, um, which, which is interesting. So, and that's why I try not to get too upset because Notre Dame wasn't one of the final two hats, you know, were they even, I mean, I've heard you say they, they were finished. third. They were third. You can say third. I'll say five because they didn't even they didn't get official visit. You know, I mean, okay, is it is Georgia or Notre Dame is the final two? All right, he wasn't. It was it was one of the three Midwest schools. Yeah, that it was one of the three Midwest, so they might as well have been eight. All right, so it doesn't sound like they were not going. Um, he wasn't going to Notre Dame, but do they have a chance to flip them? Can they get him for an, a visit? What's that going to be like? A guy committed going to Ohio State game for a visit. He's going to see 30,000 people in scarlet red in that stadium. He's going to wear, you know, one of the Buckeye, you know, the nuts uh, necklaces for Notre Dame. What would that be like? Is he high-fiving Ohio State fans as he's going through the Notre Dame walk with the recruits? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting recruiting. But but you're right, Mike. It's all the visits. He Just real quick on that, he – he, visit, he went to a game in 2021. Didn't even go to a game last year, but he went to a game at Michigan, Ohio State. All the visits. All the visits. You know, he had a great summer visit. Obviously, all the coaches recruited the heck out of him. As soon as the Stanford game ended, they hit the road, all that good stuff. Comes up for a spring game or a spring practice, excuse me. But seems like everyone else was always in, in the know and in the mention. So, All right. We need to dispel something. I have seen – this comment, what do we got? So many times. Is it true? Golden never visits Scott. That is a rumor. That's false. I don't know who is saying this. I reported, I think it's twice Al Golden went to the school. And so I have a picture. I have literally photo proof. There's him and Reese. There's Al Golden and Tommy Reese at yeah. Justin Scott's basketball game. This was January 27th. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know if someone wants to cross-reference the analyze the wall and and everything like that and that that fire alarm on the wall like yeah, what's compare the that to the the gymnasium to see if this is a, a, a real photo and then maybe it was Photoshop. I don't understand why people are saying that Golden never visits. No, it's on the message board. It's been telling like Golden never talked to him, like, never called him. I'm like, what? I, I don't know. Like, we just want like it's just we just got to blame. Blame Al Golden. I don't know. Hey, there's as as bad as you wanted him to go to Notre Dame, where he's from, all that good stuff. I get it. You know, the end the end of the day, he's more interested in the other Midwestern power, you know, and still a place for him for his parents to go and whatnot, you know, close to home. You know, it's it's an easy drive. I've done it many times. So um all right, Tim, we got our photo proof. You ready for this? Oh boy, what do you got? Another one? Right, hold on, hold on. Okay. Just give me a second. Are <laughs> you Photoshop? All right. Quick. So here's our fi- sorry podcast audience. I always tell you to go blue and gold. All right. Do you see the wall? Right. You see that? You even see like the little double. The yeah. Little the little wood plane. Does that not look the same? Uh. Right there. So there you have it, folks. Al Golden, breaking news, breaking news went. See, look, look what I Googled. St. Ignatius, Chicago St. Ignatius basketball gym. There it is, folks. Okay. Can you please stop asking me if Al Golden went to the high school? Because there he is. 
Yeah, and like you said, anyone, I mean, in, the, anyone in the YouTube comments wanna you wanna talk about this? Oh, well, this picture was from three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. But you're right. It's uh, I mean, you do the follow the coaches on the recruiting trail features when they're out recruiting in January and during you know April May, and you you post all that stuff all the time. So it was. Well documented that the whole staff went down there in January. That's yeah, what got all the time. Reese, Walsh. Scott was so excited to, to go to Notre Dame. So, yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing. Let's back up with Justin real quick. You go back to January where, I mean, I, I've said on this show a thousand times, I thought he was going to go to Notre Dame because he was ready to commit then. He was just taking a pause, reassuring a few things. and I wrote in an article – um monday i was like i think it was titled something like reflections on scott mm-hmm. to ohio state from a notre dame writer and i wrote in there and i knew someone was going to call me out on it i was like he was very close to committing notre dame in january but also i don't think he really loved notre dame that much and people were like how can those two things be true and my answer was yep <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i i don't know i don't really have a good answer for you but i really do believe both things are true so is it, let me ask you this, Mike, and for obviously the, all the fans watching and watching back later is like, is it, I mean, did we want Justin Scott to do this? And then him and Han and July, August, take trips. I mean, it's, you know what, he's probably going to do that. You know, had he committed, would he have stuck with it? I mean, geez, I mean, there's talk all over the internet, Twitter and all that. Like he's already talking about, oh, I still need to do this visit, that visit. I mean, you even posted like, they're still trying to get him up for the Ohio State game. That's the hot thing. And he may take a Michigan game visit. So it's like really? me. I saw that on the, you know, because on three could go on the message board. Yeah, so yeah. it's like they're still well, going to would not give up. Like, why would Notre yeah. Dame give up on Justin Scott? There was a comment, I think, from a guy named Michael. It's a great name, by the way. I'm scrolling up to find it. Michael, I hope I find this real quick. Do, 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 do. Well, basically, it was something to the effect of where does Notre Dame go from here um, with uh, defensive line recruiting with Scott to Ohio State. And um, Michael, I'm, I, I think your name was Michael. At least I, um, I apologize. Uh, I can't pop, I can't find a pop on the screen. Um, you know, with, with him to Ohio State and rushing likely to Arizona, where does Notre Dame go from here for defense line recruiting? The line right now is that they're just going to keep recruiting Scott and that that's it because they wanted four and they got four and anything after that is kind of that too good not to take category. I don't know. I still think they might just go get a fifth. Like defensive line is one of those positions that you can project, right? Like you can see what this guy will be down the future. Um, you just get some freak show like a Cole Mullins. It's like, oh, he's playing linebacker, but like you can see his length, athleticism, and we see him projecting. I end up, I think they'll probably end up with something like that if they don't flip Scott. But well, my, it's funny. I, I actually I took a note earlier when I was driving home, getting ready. Is yeah, you know, I knew we were going to talk about Canyon and Scott. Is those are the two like toughest. You know, going back to one of the gentleman's questions about the MNC commentators and O line, D line, or O line tight end, you about. How hard he's basically saying how hard it is to recruit wide receivers. It is it is loose emoji has written articles upon articles in his history about the white well, meaning D-line recruiting. It has always been tough for Notre Dame to land guys. It just is. This is not the first time they've lost out on guys. There's a long line of guys that they've lost out on over the years on the D-line. And then to your point right now, Mike, I was thinking a few hours ago, like these are the two positions Notre Dame needs to oversign. I mean, the go- 
you only need 85 guys when camp starts. There is no signing line. I don't know if anyone saw that. The NCAA announced, you know, you could oversign again. They're extending that. You don't have to just be at 25. So guys could sign 34 players. So the goal is to be at 85 when camp starts. Well, you don't need this until another year from now. So why not oversign? Because they're just getting, they've lost out of Morian Walker to Michigan, who now will start the corner. How funny is that? C.J. Williams. You only have one wide receiver in that class. The famous Jordan Johnson class is a train wreck at wide receiver, you know. And that would look great on paper. Oh, it's unbelievable on paper. People, oh, they don't recruit receivers. Well, they did. They had Xavier Watson, Jordan Johnson, two elite wide receivers. They just didn't play at Notre Dame. Watts obviously got moved. And the same thing with the D-line. I I said months ago, you got to sign five or six. You got to replenish, keep replenishing it. And for some reason, Notre Dame always sticks. Oh, we only want three. Take five. You know, we only want four D linemen, take six, because you just don't know. And I, at least for me, as a longtime Notre Dame fan, those two positions have been extremely hard. Corner was like that for ages, and now corner is kind of really deep, which which is awesome, you know, for the future. But wide receiver, you got to go out and find another one. You can't just sign. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're going to take another receiver. And then yeah. D line, man, you just you just never know with D line. Because yeah. what if Riley Mills goes out and tears it up this year and he goes pro early and Patella doesn't come back? These guys don't come back for a fifth. You just need bodies. And I think those two positions for me oversign. And if I was at Notre Dame offices, man, I would oversign the living heck out of those two spots. Right. I want to address that. Yeah. Um, but folks, you'll just have to hang on for a second. Time to let you get a, a sip of water. Um, yeah, we've got to pay some bills and let's hear from our friends over at Rogue Shop, the husband and wife outfit. As Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch, sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they're farming these uh, adorable earrings, but we're going to have to get Tim a pair so he can rock those in, in next week's show. Uh, far, again, folks, farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Go check them out at rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. Selling everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Head over to the site. Jump on a live chat where you can see in the bottom left of the screen to interact with Mr. Rogan Shar to answer any questions that you might have. Again, folks, rogueshop.com. Uh, head to the website. If you chat with the owners, let them know that Mike Singer from Blue and Gold sent you. And use that promo code Bloom and Gold for 10% off your order i was looking through my notes tim because the question of why doesn't notre dame just sign a lot more guys i asked does notre dame source that and i think it really gets to dive into it too much i'm looking at my notes notre dame's not going to take kids just to take kids so i think if it's a situation where they can get 30 and it's 30 guys that they really really want they'll do it but they're not just gonna take you know, players. I well, let me ask you this, then how do you find that sauce gardener? How do you find that guy who's ranked the 1200th corner and you take a chance at him? You know, maybe. which I think that's the, I, if I, they I, find I, that guy, I, they take a chance on him. That's someone they believe in, you know, yeah, I got you. I got yeah. You. Like a Sean sure. Pavilano, sure. um, Zach, you know, obviously Zach, Collins, you know, also had offers from USC and, you know, like he had some big time offers like Sean Savlano, Michigan. Like, look at his top, his top four is Notre Dame, Ohio State, Auburn, Miami. It's like yeah. even some of these lower ranked guys are pretty Not good. Like Teddy Rezac, 
Nebraska offered him right before he committed to Notre Dame. I mean, like, you know. No, I know. I know. No, no, I, I agree. It's just, yeah. It, and, and I see what the Notre Dame staff says. We're like, yeah, we're not sure if he could play here. I get it. It, I get it. Those are at least two spots. And then that's where you just got to constantly attack. And Notre Dame has had really good success with grad transfers. We always got to remember that. Look at the guys they brought this year, last year, on and on and on. They've had really good success. So uh, you just keep keep pounding that. Yeah, I think this was the question. It wasn't Mitch. It was, was, or excuse me, it wasn't Michael's Mitch um, that I mentioned earlier about the the D-Lander creep move forward. Just found that comment. A couple more Super Chats, Tim. This show is really breezing by. I've still got a couple more things to talk about. N.E. Davis, he, he's back. It's good to see you, my friend. Are you telling me there's not a single five-star that is willing to bet on Freeman over NIL slash pay-for-play? Does he need to actually win something to have a pull? Again, yeah. Notre Dame has signed three five-star guys under Marcus Freeman, right? Jalen Sneed, Charles Jagasaw, Emil Wagner. And Emil Wagner, you know, that was he, he committed to Notre Dame when Marcus Freeman and or excuse me when when Brian uh, Kelly and Jeff Quinn were still at Notre Dame, but Emil Wagner High School, Wayne and Hubert Heights, same high school as Marcus Freeman. So Freeman, I mean, so that's three five stars that Notre Dame did sign because Marcus. So again, they're, they're signing five stars, and you guys want to tell me all the time how ridiculous all the rankings are for CJ Carr not being a five star. So if you guys rank CJ Carr as a five star and Cam Williams as a five star, then there's two five stars in this class alone. <laughs> so I mean, come on. No, I hear you. And uh, oh yeah, to the super chat, Tim. No, it's exactly. I mean, I, I see what you know. What you know? What he's saying. Take a bet, and that's that's true. I mean, no matter if I I talk about that, you know, you know. With, some of my Notre Dame friends a bunch. It's like, this is still, I guess I'll use the term an experiment. I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a young coach. It's a young guy who, you know, 10 years ago before he was at Notre Dame, he was coaching at Kent state, correct? Purdue. That's where he got his training ground at those mighty powers. So, and he's worked his way up slowly. And now it goes back to Jack Swarbrick's um, great interview. Uh, There's interviews out there. He did one with, I was just Googling this the other day, just trying to do some Marcus Freeman re rehashing when he got hired. And Jack Swarbrick did a long interview with Pete Sampson talking about, yeah, they, uh, Pete Sampson asked, is it a risk? He's like, heck yeah, it's a risk, but it's one I think is going to pay off. And that's going back to that reasoning why he used Dabo Sweeney and his experience. You know, Dabo, people forget, went, I think six and seven his second year. Then it started to roll after that. So, um, not saying Freeman's going six and seven this year, but it, it it is a chance, and this is a bet. So when you got these five stars, say Justin Scott, Justin Scott sitting there, it's like, do I take a chance on Freeman, or do I know what I could get at Ohio State? And that and that happens. And then the next thing, you know, I know we constantly hear these five, five, five stars, but Mike, where are most of these five stars down south? And those guys down south, they're going to stay in the SEC and play football. That's where the best football is. It's home base. Their entire family could go to the games, all that stuff. And that's just what has happened in SEC country the last 20 years. And during this period, Notre Dame has stunk most of the time. They just have. So it is a, it's a bet. It's a great question. And this you know, here, Ned Davis is the ultimate during the Freeman era is it's getting these guys to take a chance on Freeman and Freeman. I've seen some, uh, 
uh, comments in the chat, got to go out and win. Go out and win. And when you win, it starts to change that switch, get that Marshall, the Stanford, the horrible loss to Oklahoma State and the Fiesta Bowl. All these things start to add up and you get them out of your, get them out of your mouth and you start, I mean, all right, now we see what this guy's doing. So long-winded answer, but it's a great question. Yep, Andy Davis, appreciate the Super Chat. Uh, and then one more from Trash. Kirk Herbstreet once said on ESPN that kids, quote-unquote, don't love the game anymore. And being NFL-focused, is that true, opinions? Sure, it's true. That's 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 why guys are going where they go. And guys always talk about the NFL, and that is their focus, that is their focus. Yet the numbers are astonishing how many guys don't make the NFL and don't get a shot. How many – just because you're five-star doesn't mean you're automatically going to the NFL. Well, there's a lot of bust of those guys over the years. So, but you know what? We're so focused on them. And when you think five stars, what is it? It's 30, 40 guys, basically. And like I said, so if you got 30, 40 guys and th- you know, two-thirds of them are in, out of the deep south where Notre Dame struggles recruit anyway. So let's quit focusing on those guys and go get which the gentleman talked about earlier. Make sure you get Drake Bowen, who's the best guy in class. Go get a Jeremiah Love who's got half the SEC offering him. Go get Christian Gray. Go get a bunch of these guys. Cam Williams, on and on and on. And that's – you You could win a lot of football games with those guys. You just can't. Okay. Sorry, I had to put a couple – Oh, no, I got you. On my uh, end oh, for our streaming app, you uh, – someone's arguing. These two guys are arguing about stupid stuff. So I, I put two guys and it literally says timeout. Put yeah, you here yeah. timeout. And talking about players real quick, talking about five stars, it's like I'm looking at my notes here of this year's class. You got Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams committed so early, we forget Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama offered that guy. Yeah. So, you know, is he not a five-star? He's not one of the top 30, but he's good enough for pretty much the top three programs in America to want him. Yeah. Daniel Reynolds, uh, how can we never get a chance to five any stars? Just just replay. Just, just we, we talked about this. But once again, um, sure. the five star? Where do you want five stars? I think we always lose focus on that. Do you want to get the five star out of Alabama? Do you think Notre Dame's going to pull that guy away from Nick Saban and what Nick Saban's built? I mean, are you going to get that guy out of Atlanta? Are you going to get Caleb Downs, who was my number one player in the country last year? He's probably going to start at Alabama this year as a true freshman. He's unbelievable. He is. He's the guy that bam. Here's he could he could walk at Notre Dame blindfolded right now and start replace Kyle Hamilton. He's the, from the same state, all these things, all, all the recruiting pitches Notre Dame used at him. But he's like, it's still got to take, going back to the, the super chat, it's still got to take a, a chance with Freeman or do I go to Saban and Smart, which I know what I'm going to get. And that's, that is tough to do right now at Notre Dame until you go win a ton of games. Uh, Trash, really do appreciate the super chat. We had a couple from Miguel. Um, so Miguel put one without a comment. So if you guys ever do this on accident where you like post a super chat that don't have a comment, right um, you, you know, just, just drop a comment. You don't have to drop another super chat. Although I really do appreciate it, Miguel. But yeah, if you just drop a super chat and you don't have the comment with it, just post a normal comment and I'll, I'll see that and notice. Um, Miguel really do appreciate it. He says, is it more convenient to pull in a bunch of four stars and get the big time player in portal um, like an, like an F.A.? Like, oh, like a free agent. I think it's more beneficial for the Irish. What do you think on this, Tim? Yeah, I mean, they're going to go to the portal and get what they need during that for that season. This year, they needed a nickel, got a nickel. Needed another DB. They got the kid out of uh, Rhode Island, uh, Carter. 
you know, needed a, a strong side defensive end. They got, you know, Baptiste from Ohio State needed a quarterback because, you know, Freeman wasn't happy with the quarterback room. Needed a court, you know, on and on. And, that, and that's what they've done the last few years. I mean, Notre Dame has gone out and gotten solid corners over the last decade a handful of times when they need a corner, they go get a corner. So, and they've had a couple of those guys. So it's, yeah, I mean, if that's the portal as a free agent getting those guys, it's not going to stop. Notre Dame's going to keep getting probably five, eight or so of these a year, real quick. So, and some, uh, and, and real quick on a comment, some guy said I said Caleb Downs was replacing Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, after Hamilton leaves, Caleb Downs replaces him. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Recruiting, not like, yeah, he's replacing him. You know, they, if Downs and Hamilton were in the same secondary, they're both starting. How's that? Everybody, really appreciate the Super Chats tonight. This has been a, a fantastic show. And I knew it would be. I knew it would be. Really appreciate all the support in Super Chats. And, and then, you know, get, get a fun one um, like this from BC. says, I applaud you for having the patience to read the comments. There are a couple, couple escaped lunatics in here. Listen, we don't get uh, a salary, you know, and, and make any money without you escaped lunatics to watch our yeah. shows and read our articles yeah. and stuff. So we appreciate you escaped lunatics. I know sometimes I, I seem like um, I'm yelling at you guys, but I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Like I'm not doing this show, um, you know, as like a, an echo chamber and tell you guys what you want to hear. I'm going to give my thoughts like I always do. And if that lines up with what you guys think, great. Uh, if it doesn't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give my thoughts. You know, Tim, I was, uh, Tim, do you ever, uh, Scroll the app, Reddit. I'm guessing you, you're not a Reddit guy, are you? Every now and then. I mean, Google. I know the, the, the app and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you Google search something. The Reddit know, are the best? It always goes to Reddit. There's always a, there's someone at Reddit's talking about it. So I've done that many times. Yeah, I love Reddit. And, and I was scrolling Reddit last night and the Notre Dame football Reddit popped up as like a suggested one. And it was something about Isaiah Canyon and I scrolled it and people are like, just rap, just, just roasting Mike Singer. I was like, Whoa. Hey, if they're talking about you, you must be doing something right. There you, you know? go. So, uh, yeah, there you go. What was that about? I like Canyon leaving. And so, uh, I, I honestly don't know, but okay. I know a lot of people are talking about the Mike Singer curse that I went and saw Canyon and then he decommits. But, oh yeah, that's right. Well, that's those right. two things weren't, uh, Weren't related. Yeah, something tells me Isaiah Canyon was thinking about that before you went yeah, out um, and watched him out of camp. Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm pretty sure that uh, that that was pretty much done. Singer is always so diplomatic. BC says, you know, I'll say diplomatic is in. There's there's two sides to everything. I think the you know the overreaction, the fire bombing, the you know I am stunned we haven't seen fire. You know all the coaches in the chat tonight. So that's. I think yeah. diplomatic. Sometimes you have to speak some reality, and at least with the Justin Scott thing, Listen, that's what I looked at it. If when Drew Pine stinks in a game, and I come on the show, and I'm like, it's not it's like it's guys. Like, let's put this in perspective. I'm not a favorite, but when it, you know, if Sam Hartman goes out and throws seven touchdowns against Navy, and everyone's saying, "Oh, we're winning the screw the the national championship, we're winning the Super Bowl." I'm going to put you guys, give you, you know, put you guys in your place a little bit, you know? Yeah. People need to go rewatch our Stanford post game show. Um, how bad Pine was that night. And uh, was, yeah. it, was it you or Goolsby? You couldn't say he threw it, could, he couldn't even throw it 40 yards. It was me. He throws it for like 48 or something. No, it wasn't 48, but, but, you, but you did show me. You did show me. I think it was 41 and a half. It wasn't diplomatic to be like, 
That was fun. Now, did you still make your point that I can't throw the, the ball far? Sure. But were you wrong? Factually, yes. You were wrong. Factually, yes. Okay. I think we are. Okay. Tim, you know, last week I was like, listen, I need 60 seconds from you for, oh. I need one week. Well, every show I want a 60 second sound bite from Tim Hyde to post on all the socials. Here we right? go. Um, let me actually pop up the one from last week, right? I want to show you how neat this looks. Okay. Just hang tight, hang tight, everybody. Okay, exactly. I need to know what I'm I need to sprout this week. But who's the quarterback in 2024? Is that just just look at this? I tweeted how badly does Notre Dame need to make the college football playoffs? Coach Timmy Hideways in. I don't think he retweeted it because he doesn't love me. Um, and then look, I you you play it, and like there's like the the vertical full screen of me laying it out. I'm I look like I'm wearing the same shirt from last week. I might be. And I, I, I'm giving the intro. We cut to Tim Hyde. Right? Look how look how professional this looks. You cut to Sam Hartman. Sorry, like the audience. That's the video in cuts. I like that. Yeah. So. Pro day. So, yeah, pro day. Throwing the ball to Mike Mayer. You know, so, you know, and then later, you know, we, we cut back to him doing a drill. And then we, you know, cut back to Tim. So, the, you know, that's a professional setup. Is that Hartman? I'm sorry? So, that was Pine, right? Or Hartman? You're such a troll, Tim. <laughs> Where's Goolsby? <laughs> Goolsby is uh, – I think we're doing a show with Goolsby this weekend. Okay. Um, no, but I'm just saying. I you know, I was uh, – that would have been one of his comments. Okay. So, with all that being said, we're about to go to one of those right now. Okay. All right. So – all right. We're going to go to the optimism topic. All right. Are you ready to answer? A 60-second soundbite? Now the question we haven't started this yet. This is something that we usually would record like yeah, after the this. show, but nowadays I'm like, you know what? What we, you know, just the live stream got to see it first, so this is very rehearsed, and you guys just get to see how the sausage is made. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Right, so I'm going to ask you: Are there good reasons to stay optimistic about Notre Dame recruiting? And you get you know about 50 seconds to answer. You got it? Ooh, man, this I'm going to get torn apart for this one. Here we go. All right, you ready? Over the weekend, Notre Dame lost commitments from – nope, that's not it because they only lost one commitment, all right? Yeah, exactly. They yeah. finished – All right. You say third for the other uh, – Aaron Stack. Aaron, my, Hartman is a Mike Singer looking like. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Susan, I see your super chat. I'm going to re record this real quick again. Okay, take two. Notre Dame had some recent bad news on the recruiting trail. Isaiah Canyon decommitting from the Fighting Irish and then flipping his pledge – to Georgia Tech and five-star defensive lineman Justin Scott committing to Ohio State over Notre Dame. Tim, is are there good reasons to stay optimistic about Notre Dame on the recruiting trail? I would say yes, because obviously you got uh, Coach Freeman and his work ethic. You got the recruiting staff and what these guys have been doing basically the, the last two years. When you look at 22 and 23, over 70% blue chip those two years, which is going to pay off dividends here in the next couple of years. It's still a solid class this year, and you've said it a lot, Mike, and I think the senior thing people forget is your headlining of this class is C.J. Carr, and that is one of the biggest things moving forward. Cam Williams, an elite wide receiver, something Notre Dame has, has, has struggled in years past. So, yes, uh, stay positive. Keep, keep looking forward. And you know what? There's still a couple of big fish that uh, Marcus Freeman could close in at possibly have a third straight top 10 class here in 2024. I don't know if that was under a minute, but I'm giving you a round of applause. I can always splice 
a couple of things to save some time. And what were they? A minute five? Uh, I th- yeah, I want to say it was. A- I, get, I, get, I, I can I can I can clean it up. I can clean right, it up. Good to go. So what do we got? Super chat. Who's the? Okay, who's our next commit? Susan dropping a ten. Appreciate you, my friend. How about I give a prediction? Okay. How about I say August fifth will be Deuce Night. How's that? Hmm. I don't know. That's just he's coming down to the. You could talk about that coming down to the barbecue. He's talked many times he wants to do it in the summer before his junior season, be that headliner like CJ Carr was. I don't know, Mike. That's that's my prediction. He'll probably he'll probably won't commit, but I'm just who knows, right? He's coming. Okay. It's a huge visit, by the way, is it not? It is. There it's a pretty big recruiting weekend. Um, you know, we report at Blue and Gold before the show. Owen Street Big will be there. Um, I haven't even posted this on the message board yet, so you'll, you know, don't don't tell the board yet. Jerome Bettis Jr. will be there. There's another commit candidate. To answer Susan's question, here's who I'm gonna go with. I'm going Gerby. Okay. I I'm hope. going Gerby. He wants to decide in August. All right, good. That's around the corner. So I could see it being Gerby Lambert. One of my sources told me recently was Notre Dame versus Okay, so we know the top four is Notre Dame, BC, Harvard, Ohio State. Unofficial top four. You'd think it's Notre Dame, Ohio State? No, I don't think so. You would think Notre Dame, Boston College, the local school. Wow. How about Notre Dame, Harvard battle? (laughs) I mean, I know Harvard's also, you know, in the state schools. Um, So I think, like, so the comments about um, the kids don't love the game, right? Whatever that comment was with Kirk Herbstreet. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, that's been out there before. Uh, again, Susan, really appreciate the 10. Um, just give me a second, guys. Just give me a second. You guys are just commenting so much that uh, Old Singer can't even take takes them so long to, to scroll up to find it. Okay, uh, Kirk Herbstreet once said on ESPN, the kids don't love the game anymore. When I grew up, what did I do every Saturday? I just watched college football. Like, that's, that's what you did, you know? Nowadays, I think there's just a lot more to distract kids. There's a lot more things to do. So I think that's part of it, but just be careful in criticizing, you know, the, the love of the game thing when Notre Dame's one of their biggest pitches is, has nothing to do with football, right? It's, it's academics. So just, just, I would just say, Hey, let's, let's, let's think about, you know, getting on the kids about, Oh, they don't love the game with Gerby Lambert might choose Notre Dame in large part due to those academics. And that hasn't, you know, nothing to do with, with Notre Dame football it has something to do with, of course, a Notre Dame, but it's outside the specific football program. So just, just a note, just something to think about. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'll take that. I'll take that commitment. He's been one of my favorite p- players. So I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that to happen. So we could uh, go public and talk about him with everyone. I yeah, just, three minutes. Yeah, thir- sorry. Three minutes. Leo Houston Linehan says uh, no mention of Gerby. There's your mention of Gerby. Yeah, yeah, no mention because we started talking about losing a wide receiver, losing a D lineman that are huge positions. So, yeah, if, if you know, when Gerby commits, knock on wood, that happens, we'll talk plenty about him. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll do a whole Gerby Lambert special. Oh, man. All right, Tim. We'll, we'll, I want it to happen so we go watch a ball game together. And, yeah, that's what I said. And, yeah. Oh, believe me, it's on my calendar. It's like, I got to, I'm starting to look at the the schedules. You'll have to, you'll have to, 
you know, look at that schedule. Let me know like what's the definite the definite game to go to. Because I'm with I'm not Notre Dame. Because I don't want to jinx it right now. I don't want to jinx anything with Derby. Yeah. So. Well, this this month is when I start planning out my fall travel. Okay. In between Notre Dame having three commits in Charlotte, um, you know, and, you know, the Florida kids, Sean Cevillano. I mean, there's a lot for in state even for me. Um, it was going to be Isaiah Canyon, but, you know, got Cole Mullins and Anthony Knapp. Um, heck, maybe they get Bradley Shaw in Alabama. We haven't talked about him yet. So there's a lot for me in the Southeast. So I'm probably only leaving Charlotte. You need a few times, you know, two, two, three times this fall. Um, Speaking of Charlotte real quick, was that Kyle Kelly's guy last week in your little battles you guys always do? Wasn't that a safety he had? Is that a Charlotte kid? Charlotte kid. Yeah. Um, young Jordan Young. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it might be more Raleigh-Durham area than Charlotte. Okay. Gotcha. I, I can't remember. But. Gotcha. but he's a North Carolina kid, correct? Yeah. So, anyways, I'm not going to be leaving the state or, or the southeast too much. So uh, got to do Boston now. Boston will be Boston. Make, it been, Make it happen. I haven't been to uh, I haven't been to Massachusetts since I was like 16, 17. So, um, let's make it, it happen. Let's make it happen. It. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, we just touched on Deuce Knight. The last thing I wanted to talk about, Tim – uh, what was Kingston Viliamuasa okay. and his commitment date of Singer did not jot that down. I forget. I know it's later this month. It's yeah, it's in July 23rd, 24th. I could, you know, could be wrong, but I thought I it was enough on that. Yeah. July 23rd. Okay. Um, I hear Ohio state, Tim. Um, Go. Don't tell Notre Dame fans. I that. know. I'm not going to say that on a live show that I'm hearing this from State, but uh, no, that's it's. I, I, I want to say I, I, you know, I'm not flipping my prediction yet. I don't know. I probably won't. I might just let that ride, even if it is Ohio State. You guys know how I am. I don't right. like that ride. The kids already made the silent commitment or whatever, but uh, yeah, I need to dig a little bit more. Um, but uh. Yeah, I hear the most buzz about Ohio State for Villian Luasso. How how would this make you cry, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, this one will make me throw a glass against the wall, I guess. And Justin Scott, I was like, yeah, he's not visiting. At least at least Kingston got on a plane and worked his butt off to come out for the spring game this year and visit before the official visit. Brought his parents and stuff, things of that nature. Obviously, it went a great visit. The reports off of that were outstanding as Family's excited, loves Notre Dame, all that good hoot and holler and stuff. But uh, yeah, this is a biggie. I mean, he he's always him and Lambert. I've I've said for six months are my my top two picks because I'm a huge fan of offensive tackles at Notre Dame, and Lambert would give Notre Dame another elite top 100, top 50 offensive tackle. And then with Kingston, it's it's the tentacles that come with this. And if he goes to Ohio State, Ohio State's had. St. John Bosco kids. They had uh, the big offensive guard, Wyatt Davis, who was the state player of the year in California as a guard. How crazy is that? Goes to Ohio State, starts. He's in the NFL. There's a current linebacker on uh, the Buckeyes roster now from Bosco that Kingston played with, so he probably knows him. So there you go. You got Bosco kids going to Ohio State, playing, having success of that nature. So that's the ten. when I say tentacles, that's what Notre Dame needs. They need to get into the Trinity League, the best football in America, high school, and get one of these elite dudes that could play as a freshman, Notre Dame, Ohio State, all these schools, 
and then just start trickling out. Hey, Kingston's going there. We got to go there. That's why all, I mean, so many modern day guys always look at Ohio state because past dudes have had success and it's just, it's word of mouth and, and it starts to go from there. Okay. Two things. One, again, folks, don't hold me to Ohio state. Like I, I'm not very sure. It's just kind of the buzz I've heard. Um, but I, you know, there's different sources that I, I still really want to check in with. So stay tuned to blueandgold.com. Um, the other thing was, this is a recruitment where I, I would still imagine Notre Dame, even if he does pick, you know, Ohio State or USC, I would imagine they'll keep recruiting him, the staff at our, at Notre Dame. Like they'll, they'll keep going after him. I, I, I wouldn't like, would they be able to flip it? I don't know, but they love this kid. They'll, they'll keep going after him. So just like Justin Scott, just like Caleb Beasley. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I hate this. I said it earlier and I hate it because I'm not a Buckeye guy. It's like, it's, but it's Ohio State. They're a, an elite football program. You know, people, oh, some guy just said, well, they haven't won anything. Well, they just they beat Alabama a couple of years ago in 2014 and got them to the title game. They're a program that wins a lot of football games. They just win a lot of football games. I went back. Someone on the message board was talking the same type of thing, was talking about, oh, Ohio State, they haven't done anything. So I went back all the way to 1993, you know, Notre Dame's last great team. And what I was looking for is Ohio State with losing records. And Cooper, I think, had a losing record maybe in his first or second year at Ohio State. And then since 93, so 93 to 2022, Ohio State has won 10-plus games 23 times, Mike. Notre Dame has done it 10. Hmm. That's it. So it's like they're – they're up there, and that's why this big. That's why this game this year is big, huge. Because there's probably no reason for them to play in preseason, you know, great, uh, non-conference, excuse me, ever again with the way the playoffs are going. So this may be the last time the Buckeyes ever come to South Bend. So it is a massive football game in September. All right, um, that just about does it. We'll let Tim give some closing thoughts in a second, but a quick programming update. This Friday, I'm out of town. Um, I did get a text from one Mike Goolsby. Um, I'm not going to say the name of who we're going to be interviewing, just in case it falls through. But if you watch our last show with Goolsby, then, you know, and you watch the end of it, then you, you can kind of figure it out. So we're recording that Friday morning before I go out of town. Um, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Mike, is that the guy who catches a pass? No. Damn. Okay. Hey, who 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 would you think that is? He had talked about um, a couple wide receivers from his time. Oh no no no. Okay. No. Um. So no recruiting show Friday, but it looks like we will have a Goolsby show on Sunday. So um, I want to. Is there anything on Sunday? Let let Mike take a look at his old calendar. I don't think we have anything important Sunday. So I think I'm good Sunday. And then next week, Tim. Okay. I have a haircut at six 30 <laughs> and next Wednesday I'm out of town. So I think eight o'clock next Tuesday, Tim. There you go. I'll see you then. Okay. All right. So that's it. Tim, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? No, stay positive. <laughs> we have a training camp, everybody. God, can we finally talk football, correct? Training camp starts, what, a couple weeks? They have to go early because they're playing that week zero game. So 
let's just start talking about some football, some camp, the battle for number two, Mike. This is going to be massive for the, the underbelly of this season. Uh, who's the number two quarterback? Because it's going to be, do they take a transfer again uh, once the Stanford game ends? which I can't wait to get into that conversation. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to start to take place here once this camp, training camp, begins for Notre Dame. So looking forward to that and getting excited to uh, play uh, some football and see uh, Sam Hartman throw for seven touchdowns and get the Heisman hype going, right? Yeah. Against Navy. Tennessee State, get those stats rocking and rolling. Tim's going to become the biggest Sam Hartman fan. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I love, I always love Sam Hartman. Oh, I agree. He's going to have 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns in the Central Michigan-Tennessee State-Navy game. It's going to have 15 touchdowns. And but then you're going to get to be the bad guy. And then you're going to do the night game on the 23rd is what matters. So that's going to be the fun one. That's Dennis, gonna be the Mike's fun man. One. Dennis, I'm sure you're talking about me and not Mike Goolsby. I'm sure. I'm I sure. Love I love that. All right, Tim. You I appreciate it. this. I thought this was a good show, man. I had a lot of fun. Hey, for July and just, yeah, bad Order. news, trying to stay positive, just trying to talk with people out there. It's, you know, it's July, man. We're All in the right. dog days of summer, Mike. I do want to say one last thing because I always like to address, like, what we, we title and thumbnail these things on our YouTube show. Um, <laughs> This one got a little bit of hate. So I put – I. I I had our graphics people make time for panic question mark. So, you know, this was a topic like, should you panic about Notre Dame recruiting? Sure. Right. If I, you ask a question in a headline or, you know, put in the thumbnail, the answer can be yes. And and someone said like, my goodness, why even push this narrative? What is going on here? Top 10 of class of, and now there's time to panic. Like, uh, and then this guy says, this is an idiotic headline. You were better than this again. When you put the question mark, yeah, that's different question. than if I didn't put the question mark. If I didn't put the question mark, it just says time for panic. Then that means, oh, crap. I, I think it's time for panic. But if I add the question mark, I can say yes or no. And clearly, our answer is no. It's not time for panic. Come on, folks. So yes. you know, reading comprehension is very important. Okay. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no pushing. I, I, we're far from pushing the narrative. It's time to panic and go crazy and far from that if anyone watches this show and thinks we're pushing a panic narrative please comment and um and we'll we'll, we'll chat with you guys and we will do that next tuesday again Goolsby show looking like sunday night 8 p.m eastern uh myself and tim hyde next tuesday um and yeah make sure you head to blueandgold.com go to bluegoldonline.com to pick yeah. up a football preview um and uh, if you're just joining us here in the past 10, 15 minutes or so. Yep, there's the copy. Just refresh. Go watch the beginning of the show. Catch up on what you missed. Please do hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel before you get out of here. And as always, folks, we will catch you next time.